Ladies and gentlemen, we are live again this week for episode 263 of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I am the host, as you see down there in the name, 2 James, and I am joined by my lovely comrades. And first off, I'll just make sure everyone gives you salutations. Mr. Hillwill Mahoney. How's it going? How's it going? I didn't realize we are lovely this week, but it's very lovely to be here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Mr. Damien Salty G. What up, everybody? It's always good to be lovely this time of year, especially now <laughs> okay. that it's spring outside. Okay. Nick, let me have it, too, Sus. What you got? <laughs> I love you, too. Hello, everybody. <laughs> really We're just feeling the love this week on the Big Gold Belt. <laughs> Lord knows we need it. Yeah, we're doing our best. And, and, and again, we want to make sure we give our uh, you know special wishes to everybody out there during this really um, crazy pandemic all over the world, all our fans from all over the world, or even mm-hmm. our fans next door. Everyone's coping with the situation. Hopefully, everyone's doing well um, and, you know, doing their best to be isolated and stay entertained isolated because uh, it's truly a time like no other. So we're just here back this week to provide, uh, you know, more entertainment, more something for you guys to listen to. We got something special coming tonight. Special, special. So you got to make sure you listen in to the show the entire night. Um and again, we're just trying to put some positivity out in the atmosphere because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot going on. And I know a lot of people are trying to stay afloat and uh, stay sane. But nonetheless, hopefully you're staying inside and sanitary and all that other good stuff. So but uh, let's 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 speaking of all of that, let's kind of talk about the COVID-19 and still as we're about three. I, 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 it's, although it's been around for months. We're about three weeks into like really adequate changes that have been happening within the world of sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, professional wrestling. We've this will be our third week, also highlighting things that's been happening with it. So we're just going to kind of go back with another update of what of things that's happening, and uh, because it, it's, it's 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 a lot. It's unique and it's it's different. And I think you know for what it's worth, everyone's trying their hand into trying to still put out content and uh you know make best with the situation and i will say this too by the way i so doing podcasts and stuff like that sometimes i envy people's setups because people got like amazing setups like just the whole aesthetics and everything i'm like that's awesome you know like gotta get there one day it's cool that because everyone is practicing social distancing that everyone's running setups just like ours all the time like yep. talking dead uh chris chris uh what's his name chris hardwick hardwick thank you running it straight from his room hell marcellus setup looks just like chris hardwick's setup <laughs> tmz like the blinds yeah right <laughs> tmz had a team of like 30 people all on there and it's just everyone had their setup so it's kind of cool that you know everyone's taking you know their best precautions to doing so but everyone's aesthetics are like all on the same part so like good job people we're, we're all we're all we're all professionals here. we're right on the cutting edge with our setup these days because <laughs> yeah. lord knows i was like oh man do i gotta dump some more money into making it look all nice and all that other good stuff but yeah but anyway yeah speaking of that like let's get us a little bit of update of COVID 19 and what it's doing it to the world of professional wrestling. Uh, I think this is going to be the third or second week of empty arenas. Is that what's happening? Is that what week uh, one? 
With SmackDown, it's... it would be week three. Yep. SmackDown started two Ooh. weeks ago. Right, 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 right. This, yeah, this will be week three. For, so it's two weeks for the Wednesday Night War stuff. Uh, one week for mm-hmm. Raw? Two weeks for Raw. Two weeks to Raw? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, but how you guys feeling about it now? Overall, beyond just that, how you guys feeling about everything that's happening in the world? Um, any uh, personal attestments to it or, or just anything that's kind of making you raise your eyebrows a little bit as far as, far as on the bright side of things, the, the positive side of things here? Well, after we came off last week where we really broke down how we felt AEW had a more interesting presentation with the different position of the camera shooting at the entranceway, the wrestlers around ringside. We uh, we, we felt that was the far superior presentation to what WWE was doing. So it was really nice to see on Monday when Raw went down that WWE definitely tweaked their presentation this week they moved the camera so now they're doing the same setup with the camera shooting the entrance way which i think is definitely better because you, know, you have like you know the lighted background you don't have like an empty area i think it works better aesthetically and then the other big thing wwe did is they got all those empty seats out of the performance center which i think was a great move because seeing all those empty seats sitting there to me it just smacked you in the face that oh hey there's nobody here. So why have the empty seats? I'd rather have the empty space. So I think WWE took a step in the right direction. And then on the flip side of that, AEW came on last night and we saw AEW had to tweak their performance a little bit as they no longer had wrestlers around the ring. So the whole uh, magic number of 10, as it's being called, the 10 and under restriction, I guess, did in their uh, ringside uh, cheering section with the heels on one side and the faces on the other. (laughs) So between the changes WWE made and AEW having to alter theirs a bit, I feel we have like an even playing field now for what these empty arena shows are aesthetically and how they're being produced. And they're just kind of what they are at this point. They're they're you know, they're they're I think it's a situation where it's the best you can do under the circumstances. I don't know. What do, what do you guys think? Well, OK, for me, and I said this off air. I'm getting to the point now where this is going to be a little bit more commonplace now. Mm-hmm. So now the the initial aesthetic is is wearing off for me. Now it's okay. What I attribute this to, what I connect this to, is when you're working Broadway and you're doing your performances on one of those off stage areas or like you know real small theater, which just the director the stage hands and the talent mm-hmm. and that's it in getting ready for prime time. Now that's all novel and good for Broadway and for theater, but for professional wrestling where a big chunk of a match can be how invested a crowd is. Mm-hmm. If there is no vis- visualization connection between a crowd and the actual match, do we as fans remember it as fondly or are we going to say, well, like you said, well, given the best we got, given the circumstances, we'll just make do with what we have. Because I'm starting to worry that people could put out banger matches and it's going to fall by the wayside because nobody was there to watch it live mm-hmm. except on television. So as we get 20, 30 years from now, is this timeline going to be remembered at all for the matches or just for the trivialness of, well, because of COVID-19, we had to make the best of it, kids. So back in my day, we did WrestleMania without a crowd. And that's the story as opposed to the matches. So that's where I'm at in terms of empty arena stuff. 
And I'm actually, you said that, Damien, because I mentioned this in the group you know, text that we have or the, our group chat, but I also mis- mentioned this on the show before where a part of my past is when I was a senior in college, I had to take one class just to get enough credits to graduate. And during that fall semester, I had to take this class on Friday afternoons from 120 to 420, which is the worst time if you're in college. <laughs> but it was unarmed stage combat, which was a theater class. And with this theater class, it really taught me a lot. And this is where it took my level of wrestling to a big level because they really had to teach me of how to work with a partner and doing physical stunts without hurting people. And that's what wrestling is all about. But a big aspect of that class is knowing how to sell what you're doing to either a crowd full of people or when nobody is there because you have to make it look realistic. And now what wrestling needs to do in general, it needs to transcend of crowd reactions and trying to apply a same reaction just at home. Think about when we think about sitcoms or shows that's on now, they either have laugh tracks or they have nothing. But if somebody wants to be funny You have to trust that whatever you're doing is comedic enough that without knowing what reaction you'll have, somebody at home is having that reaction. When you think of shows like The Office, they are very successful on that because they have no laugh track. But you have to think whatever they're doing, they have to make sure they get that reaction. That's where wrestling needs to transcend, because now you're taking a show built off crowd reactions. Now you have to build that story, anticipating you're going to get those same reactions at home. And that's why when and I mentioned this a little bit yesterday, it was one particular scene on AEW that was very alarming to me because I felt that reaction because granted it could be us four we're talking about a pen I have in my hand but we're going to sell this pen somehow that we're going to get a reaction now the reaction right now we have is the four of us but we have to see when people watch this if we can make this pen a popular thing then we've done what we're supposed to do whether it's a crowd there or not right yeah I I, I do agree and, and I think to like Will initial point I think this is what it is. I don't expect to see anything coming more revolutionary than what it is happening now. They're coping with the situation. Um, and at the same time, too, as much as they're, you know, they're, 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 um, they're putting out product for us to watch. They also have to really maintain and sustain their own health, both home and personal. Uh, and, you know, that could put a wrench in certain bookings and you know travel whatever it may be just even precautions you know uh some wrestlers have been very uh, adamant about not feeling safe that's a personal choice um so you know as far as what it is i i I just think that this is what it is and so either gonna like or you're not gonna like and we know wrestling fans are gonna hate it and still watch it so (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly no in a lot of ways there's like a giant asterisk right now on everything that's happening and that's i think how it's going to be remembered down the road it's like like damien said earlier it's going to be known as the wrestlemania that there wasn't a crowd or the wrestlemania that was at the performance center or the wrestlemania that they had a match at a graveyard or a match at the beach or however they're going to do this thing it's everything that's happening right now is going to be like this moment in time with a giant asterisk on it and eventually we're going to get those weird documentaries down the road about when wrestling 30 for 30 when wrestling had to deal with COVID-19 and and what it was and we'll have everyone talking about there wasn't anyone there for when we came out the tunnel it was weird and it's 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 an odd situation and it it just I mean I hate to say it is what it is but it is what it is at this point I don't think what else they can 
I can't think of anything else that can be tweaked. I think that could really make a drastic change. You can make some slight changes, but I mean, what else can you do if you can't have more than 10 people in one place? I mean, that really handcuffs you on this stuff. I I honestly think something you brought up now that just triggered for me is this is the litmus test for other sports. Mm Mm-hmm. That are now not able to actually have crowds to see how many people through pay-per-view, through through pay-per-view buys, through networks, through YouTube streams, who is going to be watching like a Nielsen rating now because there's no audience. Mm -hmm. So now other sports leagues will see this and say, hmm, maybe there is a way for us to continue our regular seasons without a crowd there, be a closed circuit television, some deals with their respective networks where they can still make money and still have a viewing audience we're still getting a little too close to so the people in wally if you've seen that movie where the Mm. isolation is just our screens and that's it but i think this is a really good litmus test and i'm glad we brought that up because now i'm thinking okay the nba could probably pull this off mlb could pull this off you know because mlb was supposed to start their season today so i'm really interested to see the kind of energy the performers and and also to marcellus's point how the performers are going to channel their energy knowing that there's not going to be a crowd that's going to pop or boo physically there. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can stream it where there's a crowd noise from the internet, people watching it to pipe in crowd noise to simulate that kind of thing. But I'm very curious to see now what wrestling does in terms of the greater scheme. And now with terms of sports, how they can use this as, Hey, we were the innovators here. We were the one, we were the test subjects to pull this off successfully. Now everybody else gets to follow suit. And Damien, just to add to that, and this is kind of a shoe into your, your side gig with, with the sports. Um, you know, the NBA was talking about that today, actually, through rumors mm-hmm. that the limit test that actually could be, and once again, this is all speculation, they'll finish the season in Las Vegas that will be replicated of their yeah. summer league. And you see how successful their summer league has been in Vegas the last couple of years, that that could be an extension of that of how they'll finish the season, which could be a sample of what they're doing with WWE using the Performance Center. I was going to say, too, I remember when Edge returned to Raw on that episode and seeing him in the ring. And for a very slight second, I thought I was watching an episode of Tough Enough because it just felt so eerie. <laughs> That's another one. I, yes. I just like, yes. But with the conversations that's being said now, it made me think about it. Like, this is why some of these professional wrestlers are some of the best in the world because this is the circumstance that you trained for initially years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and years later, you're able to still rekindle that magic and that skill to perform and why that's special is because we know in a lot of other sports things that people are taught initially is usually a lost art for instance baseball you're told to swing through with both hands find me one mlb mlb player that does it (laughs) very few it's the half swing and release it and you know it's it's bad it's 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 not proper technique but people have say, well, I don't have to do it that way. I can do it this way. And that's what it is. Yep. I can imagine some wrestlers like, well, I don't have to actually cut a legitimate promo because I can always just go feed off the crowd. Well, if the crowd's not there now, the crowd yeah, always will. be there. But if the crowd's not there, <laughs> how do you adapt? To see Edge go out there and Absolutely. do it, Jericho, um, Matt Hardy. I was about to call him Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy. I mean, yeah, yeah these, these people. Are troubles right now? 
I had nothing to talk about with QB. You know, <laughs> to be to be honest, it's a sad day for me because the Cam Newton thing and John Jones things have been killing me mentally right now, <laughs> <laughs> killing me right now. But now, just to see the the, the true pioneers and legends, uh, living legends in the world of professional wrestling, how they're able to adapt and cope with the situation, I think is truly yeah. underrated. When we're giving appreciation to the fans. Sure, the overall product is good and they're doing the best they can, but that is skill to be able to go out there and say, all right, I can do this without, you know, without the crowd reaction. Because if anybody's ever played in sport, that reaction Ooh. or being cheered mm-hmm. is nothing. People like feed off of that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you can, it, it, it's another form of adrenaline. And yep. It, 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 it takes you to places that, you know, you've probably never been. And then, and then that adrenaline, you catch a high that you always wanted. You know what I mean? It's a, I mean, look, we, we, we talked about it in the sense of like, you know, talent who can't even work between face and heel, yet alone t- taking a factor out of being a heel but not having a crowd. How do you still operate? It's, it's truly remarkable to see some people doing that. And again, Jericho has been stellar. Uh, with what he's been able to do with that, and other people are saying it's, it's 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 really it's 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 a unique time. But I mean, people are really truly doing the best they can, um, and superseding uh, for the cars that are being dealt. So, um, let me ask a question. Actually, no, we're talking about it since. WrestleMania, this is going to be, like we said, the WrestleMania where nobody was there. Uh, how do you better market it now? Do you kind of steer into the skid now to say, be a part of the mania where no one was there as a marketing technique? They kind of are. They put, they just put yeah. out those T-shirts for a wrestle. That's I right. wasn't there for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to do you a solid, a, a, a super solid right now. All means, if you want that shirt, just wait until April 15th-ish and get it for the $5, because that is all it's worth. <laughs> you definitely don't need to pay full price on that. They will be not at all. Not at all. I do like that they're leaning into that, though, with, like, I wasn't there for WrestleMania and still keeping the pirate ship theme. Because, like you said, they're still doing all the branding with the pirate mm-hmm. ship that they were going to have at Raymond James Stadium. So are they still going to have anything like that for the show when it actually airs, is there still going to be some pirate ship theme stuff or like people with some eye patches? I'm really curious what they're going to do since so much of WrestleMania is the over the top extravagance, the big, huge sets, the big, huge setups, of course, the gigantic crowd. If you can't have the gigantic crowd, are they maybe going to do something out in the parking lot (laughs) and have someone show up in a, in a a floated boat that's going to like kind of get pushed down the road or something? Who, who knows? I mean, it opens up a lot of creative pros- possibilities that they wouldn't otherwise be able to even consider doing since it would have to be done in, you know, the typical stadium format. So I'm curious what they do with this. What? I got something. For do they you, have though. to I lose here? Exactly. Why? They have nothing to lose at this point. <laughs> it- I got something for you that could really work. And let's think about the time that we have right now. So we don't have any movies, right? Mm-hmm. We barely have any new TV shows and new TV shows that's coming out. What Quick are they plug. doing? Quick plug. New big show. Show. Drop it on Am- uh, Amazon. Netflix. April yep. 6th. Just drop my review for it on YouTube channel. Check it out. So, and, uh, and I'll put a quick plug on too with that. With the big show show, um, that was actually filmed in the same studio 
that family reunion is being filmed in currently. Nice. Um, they use that same studio on Paramount. So just a quick plug, plug to the family reunion. If you want to keep watching that as you know, they're going through their uh, filming as well. Um, as YP is of. heavily credited on that. So all yes. plug there. Yes. <laughs> um, but one thing that, one thing that they could really do that could be very effective is throw a trailer. It could be something that's very small because if we already know some of this stuff is pre-recorded, right? So why don't you tease what you might see to get an anticipation of what will be shown on the 4th and 5th without showing a lot of stuff. So just like we do when we talk about Black Widow or, you know, Wonder Woman 1984, you tease some things where you show a little bit, but you don't show a lot of it because you want to get people intrigued. So people wonder, well, how are they going to do this on April 4th or April 5th? Throw like a 30 second, 45 second teaser where you show like word effects and then boom, a quick 10-minute montage, a quick well, action of what you will see. I, okay. I love this idea, by the way. Um, because apparently they're, they're, they're uh, filming matches tonight. Yep. Yesterday, something mm-hmm. of that sort. As we mm-hmm. speak, stuff yeah. is happening, supposedly. I, I, now my eyes are in, now my eyebrows are, are up, and I am overly intrigued to see if any of, the, if any of that is to come uh, for tomorrow. Also, why I think this is a good idea because, and, and definitely make sure you steer me on the right path here because this is not speculation, but I just don't have all the facts. I know that every time WrestleMania happened, they do have partnerships to, you know, show an hour on different networks and mm-hmm. Absolutely. wherever it may be. Obviously, them and ESPN are in each other's pockets. They owe them, they owe these partnerships that they would initially have TV time. Yep. Yes. Yep. I think, if I understand correctly, trailers also ge- generates revenue. We know they Vince do. loves money. <laughs> I think that these what you're saying should also be really dedicated to some of these networks that really thrive off these commercial these commercials and such to also, you know, you know, direct people into their hour, their happy hour, we'll call it, of their programming that they're gonna have for it. I like the idea. I mean, again, if you know, WoW and Lucha Underground and stuff have done this technique to the to the T. You know, and even Impact WWE by all means with the 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 the, the heavy pockets that they have should be able to create something unlike anything else. I mean, they do create these trailers or promos for mm-hmm. ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Give us something with these pre-recorded matches. Give us a little bit of that. And I, I I think that will because this again this is one of the first time they've ever been able to have to do something like that. I'm all the way for that. That's a hell of an idea. And I and I and I really hope that we see a couple on ESPN, a couple on what what other station do they show it on? Fox. FS1. Oh, of course, Fox. Fox. FS1. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. USA. And you can drop it on YouTube first, you know, midnight, and then you could do, I mean, whatever you want to do it to create that revenue. You could say, hey, watch this at seven o'clock. We're gonna show a fresh trailer what WrestleMania 36 is gonna be like on TV. And once again, you you can even do it on five, whatever you want to do it. It would just be a great way to just produce be, oh, what you can expect to see. Be a true producer and record multiple endings. Yeah, yeah, you oh, could. like Netflix did. Yes, everybody oh, does it. Every almost yeah. every show that has you know big conclusions record multiple endings to one avoid spoilers and piracy, but also to keep fans intrigued. I mean, show like Power. Where it was kind of like who was going to be the last person to kill Ghost? They say they recorded six different endings for, it, and they end up you know going yep. with one initially. But I, it, I, come on now, we're talking about WWE inside the Performance Center. Out of all the resources in the world to be able to do it, record that match ending multiple ways and drop them in trailers and as hit. That way, 
You want to talk about getting people invested and not being able to stray away from spoilers that may leak online. No one knows because no one knows. you have multiple endings. Exactly. And if you think about this, you can use it as a cliffhanger. Once again, going back to that, going from one night to the next, it's a whole lot of things that you can do with that um, just to, to capitalize on it. And plus, when we think about WWE production, what do we always say? They always throw the best promo videos, regardless mm-hmm. of live show, studio show. They do top notch on that. So mm-hmm. with the resources, like you said, they have, it's no excuse for it not to be a grade A version of some type of promo technology they can use to produce this product. It yeah, could be and, very great or very lazy. And the big thing is right now, they have the opening where these stations are hungry for anything fresh, anything exactly. new they can get. I mean, for God's sake, if they could get WrestleMania 30 on primetime ESPN last Sunday night, they're going to have WrestleMania again on this weekend. That mm-hmm. says all there is to be said. If ESPN's willing to give up primetime television to WWE to just show old WrestleManias, Shoot, they this is an opportunity you do not get. So take it nope. for all it's worth. If you want to put a little sizzle reel together of like, oh my god, here's a second of Becky Lynch's entrance from from WrestleMania. Oh my god, look what she's wearing. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't you do yep. it? Like like we were yep. saying, given the circumstances they are in right now, there is nothing to lose with the way this is shook out. So shoot, shoot, swing for the fences. Go for it. Any idea right exactly. now, I think is worth worth exploring. You're never you will not have an opportunity like this again. So hell, go for it. Hey, key point. What else are people watching right now? Exactly. So, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Damien. <laughs> but no, seriously, if, if there's no programming, there's if, if sports fans are dying for their you know their their uh, their shoot up. WWE is in a golden spot that they probably not even just go WWE, but I mean obviously WrestleMania, but all wrestling are in a golden spot right now to really produce high viewership because people are like, well, what can I watch? And then WrestleMania for the, the really prestigious name that it is, people are going to tune in just because they know what that name must be, no matter whatever the circumstances are. People, I, I, I'm very curious to see what the ratings going to be. But what also is interesting is that I really like that WWE's initiative right now to be recording things just so they don't get themselves in another predicament with the um with the governor of Orlando potentially shutting everything mm-hmm. down. Yep. So Good point. they're they're in a position right now to really make this and I'm pretty sure I mean they're probably going to be at that performance center to four o'clock in the morning right now. Time is of oh, the has essence to be. because oh, has to be these these updates, especially like in DC here, Murray Bowser's on 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 here every Two hours, it seemed like, with a new update. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine if Orlando is going to be thinking, like, you just never know when you get that announcement. I'm like, all right. And they know exactly where they're going to go after. They know WWE is still a player in the game as they tried to extend as long as they could with Tampa. So they 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 know that that's going to be a suspect number one as to making sure they follow regulations. So, But, again, come April for two nights, people are going to be looking like, man, there's nothing on. But, Especially primetime Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. <sighs> Ain't no March Madness. Ain't no baseball. Nope. <laughs> yeah. They got, they they got the Grand State Championship. There's no, there's no, there's, I don't even think there's a TV show to compete with it on Sunday. Like, like Game of Thrones right or any of that sort. This, this, this right could be. Oh, yeah. This, no, there's nothing. It, this, this can be like a legendary as far as the viewership they can have, considering that people are just looking 
for something to absorb. You know what I mean? And you can laugh what you want, but the people that's making memes and they're they're talking about their in their entertainment, they're just you know get you know having a good time of watching the I can't even think of the name of it, but the the Olympic thing with the ice shuff, shuffling. Curling, don't curl. Yeah, curling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Curling's a great sport. <laughs> Canada's the, finest, baby. But yeah, but the the memes of people like going off crazy, celebrating and stuff like that is just like you know it's I'll true because people are like, I need something to do right now. I need something to watch and everything. It's it's and, and not even just that. Speaking of like Sunday and, and television, yeah, Game of Thrones is off, but like other shows such as The Walking Dead, they can't even complete their season finale because they can't get together for post production. Thus, extending their finale all the way until like the end of the year. Right, a lot of shows are getting affected like that. Exactly. Now, think about like what are people going to be watching for real? And like Netflix is probably going to start kicking up uh, like crazy uh, with uh, people streaming, considering that they still had a bunch of stuff stashed in the band to release. But like these other television shows that did not really plan for this. <laughs> Because it's it's a schedule, you know. It's 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 production show break, and there's there's no like, hey, record something early enough and release later. It's it's, it's, it's it, when they're done recording, they're, they're done. Those episodes are done, they're done. So, so I'm curious I, now that we brought this up because we were talking earlier about you know staying at the performance center until four a.m. How much stuff, not even just mania, not even just takeover, how much content can either promotion put in the can? Exactly. In a short window where it doesn't burn their talent out or the production teams out to the point where we have, let's say it goes another two months. We have three months potentially of content that mm-hmm. is only going to be devoured because it's wrestling. It's the only sport that's on right now. Yeah. I would think kind of one of the big hurdles right now is, as we mentioned before, that damn rule of 10, that they can only have 10 people on location at a given time. So if you're constantly having to like shuffle people in and out, Mm -hmm. it's not like you can just call everybody in down there like they would normally do and be like, hey, everybody get down here and you got everyone on set. And then you can just like kind of switch people in and out of the ring and be like, "Okay, you two go now. You four go now. You two go now. They got to really logistically think this out a lot harder than normal and be like okay bring group a down and we can only film stuff with them and then once they're out of the way okay bring these 10 in and they gotta like it's that's gotta be like a lot more of a mess than we're really considering just the limitations on what they can do on a location at a given moment right now to not be in violation of that darn uh whole thing with 10 people in one spot at one time but think about this way too Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Marcel. Go ahead. Uh, the thing about this way, if you have a two-hour, let's say, for example, let's take the six-pack woman match, you know, for the SmackDown Women's title, right? Right, yeah. And you have all six of those characters. Now, let's say that match would go 15 minutes. That could be the last thing you film. But what also, five-pack. Yeah, oh, five, oh, five-pack. My fault. Five no, pack. no it's, it's six, but it's five now. We'll, we'll, we'll oh. say in a second. Okay, gotcha. So with that, you can do the match last, which will last about 15 minutes because you don't really need to re-edit the match because their professionals are doing that. But what you could do on the front end is load the post-match stuff that starts feuds, interviews, content of that nature. So that way the match is the last thing that's filmed. So that way you don't have to worry about people being sweaty and changing and all that stuff because you do the non-sweaty things first and that two-hour gimmick. You can really get a lot of content within that two-hour frame if you have just those six women there, then you move to your next set. Yeah, I was saying um, five because uh, Dana Brooke was sent home for uh, not feeling well. So they they pulled her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, who? Ray Ray. Ray Mysterio, oh. which is the more concerning one because he had that match with Andrade last week on Raw. So that that's the one that I kind of raised See, my I eyebrows the nose. So nothing's been said yet, but yeah, Ray Ray and Dana Brooke were both sent back. But being Ray Ray was actually at the PC a week ago Monday. That's the one where it's like, okay, hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully everything's good. And I'm sure that's weighing over their head this week as they're filming all this stuff and to even light more of a fire over them under them to be like, we got to get this uh, done now. That would be traumatic. get this done now. <laughs> I'm curious. Would you, uh, would you I, I just, uh, I'm reading that Brie Bella reveals that her husband, Daniel Bryant is to go into quarantine soon. Oh, uh, he has an auto because he has an autoimmune disease, so he's just playing it safe. Okay, okay. I'm just playing it okay. safe. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, but 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 and really, really quick, Damien. The the, the 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 tough question to ask here, mm-hmm. and I, I believe I can. I've, I've had this conversation a, a few times. So I don't know if we've ever actually discussed it on air. But what is the chances if anybody was to come down with the COVID nineteen that they formally announces it? They won't. Particularly as a person. Okay, okay. so here's the thing. Lakers had two players come down with the coronavirus. They didn't state who. WWE, do mm-hmm. they even protect the people or do they just not even say anything at all? I think they're going to treat it like a lot of the sports teams that they themselves don't admit, hey, person A has it, but it, it'll yep. get leaked out by someone. Somebody's <laughs> going to tell TMZ. Someone's going to tell somebody else. Not the else. Saints. <laughs> not the Saints. Well, we knew who the Saints was. It was their coach. So yeah, but the yeah. Saints made it clear. It was like that guy. They, they didn't even. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean, think of it this way: in the NBA, when Gobert was the one that was linked to be patient zero, you know, when this all started, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. Before that, you weren't hearing any any kind of rumblings of who may have it, who may not have it. It wasn't until well. He's the first, and then it just starts snowballing, and then some teams kind of just took it upon themselves to either not announce it or to just say, like you said, generalize it. Well, we have person A and B potentially was sent home, like Will said before about Ray Ray. So from a business standpoint, I don't see WWE saying it to the crowd to the general populace but i can see someone leaking it to Meltzer or alvarez or whomever and then they run with it and said well dana brooke and dana brooke was the one that had it or person a ray ray had it so i don't think they would want to shoot their talent in the foot like that but then again this is wwe we're talking about vince's uh business practices are highly dubious so, <laughs> so yeah. to go with to go with my original question, I just want to say, how gimmicky would you get with Mania? Would you have every single gimmick match under the sun to make it more interesting? Like a Hell in the Cell, a ladder match, Boneyard. Boneyard. Like, <laughs> it seems like that's where we're going. So we're going to have like a pirate ship match coming up soon with Paul Burchill <laughs> well, making a run in. Welcome back, Paul. We'll definitely discuss the possibilities of that a little bit later on tonight. Now, I, I'd say in the beginning of the show, we were going to have a special guest on the show tonight, and I think it's about time that we transition to that right Uh-oh. now. So, uh, with that being said, I will bring him in right now. And our special guest for tonight, the octopus himself, RH superstar, Jonathan Gresham. Let me get him in here right now. There's the What's man. <laughs> you on mute, my man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
What's up, boys? How you feeling? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Pretty good, pretty good. good. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to come chat with us. How's how's everything going on during all of this, man? It's very slow. Not much going on, to be honest. Just me and my lady hanging out and um, trying to just make the best of it. Yeah, yeah. Are uh, you guys staying physical? Or what, what what type of activities are going on? Like you know, I, some for, for for two people that's constantly in the gym every single day. Uh, I, I talked about the last time we spoke how you completely like revamped your physique and you know at the powerhouse gym each and every day, training at the ROH dojo. You know now that everything has just been uh, this is truly a whirlwind and for you yeah. know somebody that has a profession that has to stay ultimately active all the time how are you guys making out with it it's difficult man because uh she has a sweet tooth and i have one so sometimes we buy stuff and the stuff is left over and i mean it's there you gotta eat it can't let it go old so that happens <laughs> now because we don't have any shows i guess she's gonna join me now. How's it going? <laughs> so, um, I mean, uh, we've been working out regularly. I do, a, we call it Gotch Bible. It's uh, like a deck of cards, and each number has like an exercise to it, or each um, symbol has like a uh, exercise to it. Uh, so, I've been doing those uh, regularly. We go on our morning run or afternoon run. We just got back from a walk. I've been doing East Body. Yeah, she does that. So uh, pretty much that. I've been playing loads of video games, too. And um, that's pretty much it. How are you guys doing it? Well, by all means, you got to say we're video games. But I, I, I'd I, say for myself, and I'll let my other people get in there, um, it's it's definitely been crazy. Um you know, a lot of my a lot of my afternoon slash hobby job being in the, like the, the film working as a film critic and doing reviews. It's just crazy to think that something I kind of took for granted, always going to the movies is no longer a thing. And who knows where it goes next? Because the movie theaters are like, hey, by the way, we're just going to close until this date. They're not even playing this out. They're just like, we're close this day. And then movie companies are like. So, yeah, I know we dropped that on theaters last week, but now it's on video on demand right now. So it's like, you know, the whole period of like being in the theaters for a while, then, you know, the DVD period and whatever it is, that whole period is gone. It's just now straight to DVD. I mean, and when you got big companies like um, Disney and Pixar putting content out where they are expected to make a lot of money and they're just like, here you go, free on Disney Plus. <laughs> who's the who's the tale what's gonna happen next? It's 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 crazy. Uh-uh, I think they just got dropped out right there. Uh oh. We're gonna jump back in here in a second. I know that you guys jump in there real quick. All right, here we go. We got them jumping back on here. There we go. There you go. Internet was throwing us a curveball. <laughs> <laughs> that was him. <laughs> so, is there any fighting over snacks in the house currently? Uh oh, not really. Not really. I don't think so. There not is normal. Buy whatever we want. Sure, but there is normal because she normally eats my stuff. Not, not, not lately though, because we just buy whatever we want. We got Fruit Loops over here right now. I was eating a cookie off the screen a second ago. We just, <laughs> we like to press on this. Are we allowed to say swear words or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure, just for future reference. <laughs> I, got, 
I get some of those those big thick Eric Stevens cookies in the freezer right now. Oh, those oh, are, are big mamma jammas. They're, they're they're too much, man. I've already eaten two today, and that's a lot of cookie. <laughs> so they live up to the hype. Yeah, they're really good. So go ahead. Uh, I thought somebody's about jumping in. So uh, the other thing I know, like that's really difficult, is that uh, what type of support are you getting from like either your peers or just even within your respective companies with everything that's going on? Like, is there communication going on, or is it is it more or less your responsibility to get the kind of take heed to what's happening, or are they frequently keeping you updated with you know the different stats of operations and so forth for the future? Well, for me, um, we have emails going back and forth. There's not a lot of, you know, anything going on because nobody knows what's going to happen next. So um, I think they're just trying to keep content going with the wrestlers in the company. So it's just like they have something to put out. I can only imagine they're having like a difficult time with uh, television stuff. Yeah. Because there's no new footage being filmed. So I guess they have to figure out a way to keep television interesting. So I guess they're doing stuff maybe with old Ring of Honor episodes or something. Yeah. TNA or Impact, sorry. <laughs> I grew yeah, up she, she TNA was on this week, so you're you're right on par there. <laughs> uh, I mean, they don't really know what's going on, man. I just I had to film like a a PSA thing today. I guess they're gonna do some kind of like PSA of all the Impact wrestlers. Like, I mean, I think it's kind of weird. They're doing like they made us do like a bunch of uh, suggestion. What do you call them? Not suggestions, but like tips to prevent coronavirus like wash your hands stay inside and if you feel sick don't go to work contact <laughs> a medical provider it was like really intense so i had to film that today and i only imagine they're gonna put that out somewhere but other than that we don't know what's going on um they asked me the other day if we were we were interested in doing like a live not a live an empty arena show and I feel like that bad idea is not a good idea. <laughs> so you're not in favor of the empty arena shows from what you've seen so far? No. I mean, I think it's a terrible idea. Didn't you see the the post about that, that guy who had coronavirus, the indie wrestler arena show? Oh, yeah. Like out in like no. Arizona or something, I think. No, it was Florida. It was a show was that was Epion and what's that guy's name? That, that was the Japanese guy. No, that was in Florida. I thought it was in Arizona. There was so a, maybe there's more than one then. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I thought that was in Arizona. Was that in Arizona? I'm pretty sure that was in Arizona. Well, I thought I thought it was in Florida because there was a bunch of Florida guys, but yep, I and feel like it's like a bad idea. Florida. Yeah. I, what was that? I said yeah, and of so course what about it's video games? <laughs> what? If we turn the camera to the side, would that be better? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I'm not really sure why he has it up and down. <laughs> so going back to the video games that you guys mentioned. There you go. Oh, there we go. better. So now going back to the video games that you mentioned, uh, what 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 games would you suggest? Like, have you been on live Twitch or anything? I see a lot of pro athletes trying to do the live Twitch thing. Um, you got any suggestions for gamers to try out? Have you tried out doing a live Twitch? I've I've thought about it, but like um, I don't know. I'm not really good at the games that I play, so I don't know if, <laughs> if anybody watch me play. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really play a lot of the popular games that people play, like uh, the Call of Duties and stuff. That's not really my my style of game. I've been playing yep. Ark probably a year now. Um, this is a survival game, 
Yeah, that's still popular. A lot of people play. Oh, is it? And yeah, oh yeah. And the demand of having to constantly keep playing it. Yeah, people are still on it. I can't find anybody, any of my peers or any of my friends that actually play it. So that's why I think that. But um, I just recently got um, Zombie Army, the trilogy. I've never heard of it. So <laughs> I've beaten all the recent third person shooter games. So I got that. I beat like uh, Division 2 and uh, Days Gone. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Be clearing out the back catalog while you got the time. <laughs> Well, I, 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 I cleared those out like weeks ago, months ago, actually. So I'm like, now I literally have nothing to play. So, how about you guys? Anything? Anything good? Trying to catch up on retro video games for me. One of the things I invested in a couple of years ago was some of the like retro gaming consoles, like the mini. So you talk about the Nintendo Classic, the Super mm-hmm. Nintendo Classic. So this is like a perfect opportunity for me to go back to those games that were like five, six, seven years old and try to see like. Oh, I remember why I played this game when I was younger. <laughs> but, you know, trying to use that to kill time and, and bring back retro memories, like retro movies that we see growing up, like Three Ninjas and stuff. You know, even trying to go back to the OVHSs, you know, just to kill some time. You know, whatever we can do to pass the time. Mm. Right on. Right. Any outside activities for you guys or leave that alone? I feel like going to Costco's was its own jungle. That'd <laughs> 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 be a war zone in itself right there. Jeez. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know for a lot of times, me and, me and John talk, we always talk about, like, people's conducts and just people doing crazy things. And I just think, like, it is, I swear I hear your voice sometimes in my head just like, like, what the hell is wrong with people? But, like, it's crazy that it took this word that was that never even existed until this happened in social distancing for people to understand that, like, back the hell up off of me. You, people shouldn't be right up on your back while you're in the store yet. You go through Costco's now and like they got people walking around like, yeah, space out, space out. Just like, yeah, duh, all the time. Lines like, on the floor. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, yeah, that's, that's, that's the activity. It's just, you know, but I, I was telling uh, one of my family members, I said, it's, it's, I'm not like overly paranoid, but like it's, it's such a weird time that like you go outside and the wind blow and you just think you're going to die because like that movie, The Happening, <laughs> Where we're like the the uh, where the yeah the, the planet was fighting back killing people, mm-hmm. it's like the way how people are like going crazy over it's just like uh, that that's what it started like it started to make you feel once you're in the house all the time. So so let me ask you, say you both this. a question real quick. Uh, how are you keeping each other sane when all the rest of the world is going cuckoo for cocoa puffs? Because mm-hmm. of Man, I, I mean, I'm kind of, she's not really into it. I'm into conspiracies and stuff. He's not so and, much. Ooh. So she just like to share the conspiracy. He just asked how we keep each other sane and you just brought conspiracy theories. <laughs> 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 you just wanted to talk about conspiracy theories. That's then you were like, I got to find a way to slide it in here. <laughs> well, go ahead and share. You brought it up. Go ahead and share. The what's what's the hot one right anyway, now? Come on. Anyway. Keeping each other sane, like I was saying, he just ignored all of my conspiracies. So that kind of calms me down because I don't have anybody to talk to about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you bust out the conspiracy like, theories and Jordan, like, Jordan smacks it down. Why are you trying to make this worse? Like, just shut up. Like, <laughs> even if it is, even if it is true, like thinking about it so deeply isn't going to help us at all. We're just like normal people. Our jobs are like the most useless jobs in the world. We're going to be the first ones to die. So I feel like overly thinking about it is just like, what's the point? That kind of thinking, she is going to be the first one to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's good well, to know. 
Yeah, to our price list. So, now it looks like a lot of people oh. are getting uh, creative for finding ways to either pass the time or also to make ends meet or fi- bring in a little money while they're stuck at home right now. So I see a lot of wrestlers are doing the Patreon thing. Some are going to an OnlyFans, only kind of crazy stuff like that. But it looks like, am I seeing it right that uh, the octopus might be going into the uh, makeup artist? business or something here a little uh, side gig going on i don't think so uh she just like <laughs> asked me to do this like three days in a row and i kept like blowing it off until the day it came and then she was like oh, are you ready to do this and i was like fuck <laughs> it said no but i did it i think i did a pretty good job actually <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think <laughs> How to kind of come out? I'll go thumbs thumbs up approach. <laughs> I can't see any of you, so like that's it's okay. We we, we thumbs up on that. For sure. I can't see, but they don't say. Oh, I mean, I guess they don't understand makeup. I think it looks okay. But yeah, how you guys? And again, because you guys have already kind of been ahead of the curve when it comes down to content making. Uh, what type of other ideas could you possibly be dropping or or, or getting ready to do now that you got this extra time? Is, is TikTok a thing for you guys? What TikTok? No, I'm trying to make it like a YouTube page right now that we can both like post stuff on, and hopefully that'll get monetized. Because like, I guess yeah. that's like a big thing i do i didn't do it before because uh i just post so much on patreon Mm -hmm. but now that there's even more time to make more content i think that having a youtube channel that actually makes us extra money will be good too yeah i told you my pitch before last time we talked i'm all in for you guys watching your old matches and reacting to them that's what we did there's one coming out tomorrow is it? Yep. Uh, oh, okay. and we're we're can that be filmed? I, just, I posted it on Twitter. I didn't even see that. Oh well, yeah, I posted like ten minutes ago. Oh, <laughs> Wrestling <laughs> critiques couples edition. I see it right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm all for that. Anything else you got come down the pipeline? Nope. Oh no, we're. I mean, I don't have anything. Out for eight weeks, actually. So probably about a twenty-pound weight gain. <laughs> as far as content, anything else coming down? This is so much. Nope. Just Patreon, a YouTube page. I'm trying to get John to do the Twitch thing, the gaming Twitch, but he does not want to do it for whatever reason. You, you, you absolutely. I, I know for sure you absolutely get it when it comes down to how anything could be marketable. I mean, the the DMs book was absolutely the most golden thing to ever hit all of wrestling. I mean, with all the extra time, I know you say you wouldn't make another one, but why not? Um, because I don't know, because people. Talk- Talk shits like I'm so over it. I don't know, man. I just get tired of all the negativity, so I can only take so much sometimes. I I can understand that. So I I, th- I think 
one of the most important things besides obviously subscribing to um you know the, the content that you're putting out what, what is a productive way um that you would like to see fans being able to support um talent during these times i think there is a level of urgency where we're where, you know some of us are aware but ultimately what would be the message to try to get out to try to help everybody i would say i know it's like a difficult time for everybody in terms of money so if you can't subscribe to someone's patreon for like you know five dollars a month that's totally fine but if you like and share and subscribe to their youtube pages just all that stuff that's free as much as possible that helps us out more than anything to be honest hmm. i would agree oh. Uh, oh, i thought you had any comments yeah any comments too no yeah, we'll definitely make sure that we will definitely make sure that word is uh, put out there because, um, again, I'm just thinking we, we, we talked about it a little bit in our previous weeks on episodes about how uh, Mania Weekend means a lot to mm-hmm. all of wrestling. Uh, people come from all over the world. Um, you know, the, the numerous amount of bookings with, you know, the minimum travel that you always have to do, um, you know, the, the maybe even the pay is better, which we obviously wouldn't know. But nonetheless, a lot of people look forward to it. And then this time completely wiping that out of existence. And, you know, some of these some of these companies may not even be able to bounce back from it. You know what I mean? Uh, it's 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 just a really it's, it's it's the most bizarre. I'm starting to run out of words to think about. It. It's really the most bizarre time that you know us as fans is, of this sport has ever been through and you guys actually living and you know breathing it and and, and each and every day uh we just hope that it you know it all clears up when we can see y'all back on the road back on tv doing what y'all do best so absolutely you know, that's 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 the goal here and we wanted to make sure we had you guys on to kind of make sure you guys were holding up good um and if there's anything we can do to kind of um to kind of uh you know help promote that in a positive way uh before we let you guys go we just had a few questions that just kind of came up in the chat really quick um let me see oh okay so here's one right here so with everything that's been going on have you guys or is there any other shows that you was looking forward to a lot that had been canceled I was looking forward to Faye Jack. I wasn't going to be there, but I was looking forward to Faye's uh, gray sweatpants <laughs> battle royal. <laughs> Everyone was looking forward to that one. <laughs> that really sucks that that's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just looking forward to a lot of the guys that I admire on the independents uh, debuting for Ring of Honor for the uh, Pure Excellence shows, actually. Um, yeah, so like, yay high. Um and those guys are getting opportunities at Ring of Honor. I was really looking forward to that. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure when we roll it back around, uh, they'll get those opportunities again. So Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing, um, have you guys been, as far as the, the downtime, would, have you been doing anything to kind of either protect, uh, protect, um, kind of work on your craft or, or anything, revamping your characters or any sorts, any new gear, or any of that going on? No, I've been too depressed to think about wrestling, to be honest. I hear that. Mm. I mean, we had our wedding canceled, guys. So I feel like wrestling is like the least of my my worries and my like thoughts, honestly. Yeah, I knew about that. I just didn't want to, I know to bring it up because of, you know, the the preparation, obviously the big celebration around and everything. And it's just, you know, you put on that prep into it and then 
the world just pulls the rug right under it. Um, yeah, has that, there been that any? Sucked the most for me. I know everybody else said, "Oh, WrestleMania got canceled," but honestly, if if WrestleMania was canceled or our wedding was canceled, I wouldn't be that sad. Yeah, I, I could totally understand it. And has the wedding venues and everything been really accommodating as far as everything? Yeah, everything's been pretty good. The only thing we haven't been able to get like a refund on was obviously our honeymoon. They just basically said they would uh, be able to reschedule it whenever we figured, whenever this whole thing got cleared up. We have no idea when that's going to be. So we haven't been able to reschedule anything. And I think we lost about like $600 on flowers. But I think everything else has been pretty okay. It's just the timing is really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, being married for five years myself, I understand that's um, it sucks because you look forward to those moments so much. Um, But the fact that you guys are just hanging in there together and enjoying this moment to break your relationship to even a higher level. um, That's what means more than this time. So kudos to you for that. Um, Just continue to do what you're doing, because I know it's going to all work out in the end and everything happens for a reason, even other under conspiracies. Um, (laughs) Wish you the best on that, um, regardless of the situation, but everything will work out in this place. We think so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. So, John, before we let you go, you want to chime in with any conspiracies you want to throw out there for the audience? <laughs> I'd rather not put them out there. They're a bit wild. So put them out there. I'm good. I'm put them out there. I'm alone. <laughs> I'm okay. You might you might have the inside track on what the heck's going on and how we're going to get out no. of this thing. <laughs> I have no clue. I have no clue. I just hope things go back to normal. Yeah. Don't we all? Please. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hear that? I just want to know when we're getting these checks. <laughs> Seriously, when we all get paid, we everyone's looking for that relief. <laughs> a little extra that I'm looking forward to. I'm about to go online shopping. <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie. I done spent it like five times over in my head already. <laughs> when they said when they said it didn't pass through the Senate, I was depressed for like an hour. I was like, man, damn, I just want to do this. <laughs> but it's like, all right, we back and we get more. I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> you were already checking off a PlayStation 5 in your head man, that I, thing. <laughs> man, I, I was like, they was, they was like the check, they say to help the economy. I was like, say no more. I will burn that baby to the end of it right now. <laughs> you saw yeah. that uh, you saw that the Cheesecake Factory told their landlords they're not paying rent April 1st <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah. what a crazy time what a crazy time well yeah like I said if you know if there's anything we can do um, totally let us know we make sure that we have all your information that's tagged in this video and the interview and, and, um, and on the podcast to, so everybody can find you guys content please stay afloat um and you know like you said hopefully the times will just pass by soon so we don't know but we just gotta stay positive and keep pushing and like i said can't wait to see you guys back on tv doing what you do best and um more importantly can't wait for you guys to have y'all special moment together because uh that's that's going to be fun i already know it is so uh, much love to you too and thank you always for uh stopping by and chatting with us cool man thank you guys no (laughs) doubt no doubt y'all take care safe y'all me too. Bye. All right, we're back. We're back. That was a. Uh, that was that was fun. It's. I think the big thing to take from that is you know the the tone is this is summer. You got 
two of the hardest working wrestlers in the business. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they're, they're just, just passing the time by. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, like you say, it's the most really bizarre time. And, you know, I think it's important for us, to, as, as they said, to just be supportive because um, as much as people are complaining and bashing what's happening online, this is really taking a toe into uh, people's personal lives. And the biggest thing about wrestlers is that they're, they're personal contractors. They don't, you know, no union, mm-hmm. more for the government. Yep. You know, it's, yep. it, they got to go out and do the work to get the checks. And I think that's super important that, you know, we, uh, we, we're always conscious of, but as, as I say, as they said, and as I'll say too, in order to support them, you know, uh, Patreon, uh, subscribing, the easiest things they say that that helps and um, likes all those little things helps because while you may not be able to, you know, support them financially for your own circumstances, liking and watching material absolutely goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you know you definitely could do that part that portion. Um, anyway, let's 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 finish off our night with our last thing really quick, and I think that it's probably the most talked about thing within the last two weeks. And that's uh, Vice TV's uh, returning for season two for the dark side of the ring. And uh, I don't know who said this, but somebody said this and I totally agree. It might've been somebody on Facebook where they said, well, I kind of avoided season one because I kind of knew about those stories and I thought I knew everything, but Man, were they wrong. And that's absolutely how I felt about season uh, initially uh, before watching season one, but particularly about the things I was going to come for season two. I was just like, I already kind of know what's happening, but whatever. But the way how media is distributed now and hell with the lack of content to watch, it was, it was just <laughs> like, hey, I got to I, I got to check this out. And man, for season two, returning to all my Christmas wall. Uh, what a what a story! And I, I'm I'm gonna say this before I let you guys jump in there really quick. I as a disclaimer, and you can check out um my review for this both episodes on YouTube right now. By no means am I glorifying his uh really treacherous and like you know horrendous acts of just pure evil that he um, committed on those days. By no means, but. For Chris Benoit, the character inside of the square circle, the wrestling machine that he was, absolutely, without a doubt, one of the best to ever do it. But actually getting the story about everything that happened and it not coming through the barbershop, not coming from your friend, (laughs) not even coming from a magazine or Reddit post that you may have picked up on. But actually hearing it authentically from the people, if you had to close your eyes and say, I wonder what they're thinking. And for all those people to be involved in this project, this was absolutely special. Huge kudos to Vice for being able to put this together. The production for it, um, the documentary was amazing. And uh, being able to have, you know, Chris Jericho as the narrator and the other people involved, such as Chavo, uh, such as uh, Benoit's wife Nancy's sister, uh, such as his uh, his his other son and David, such as um, uh, Dean Malenko and his mm-hmm. wife Vicky, Vicky Guerrero. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a lot. It, it's a lot, and I know a lot of people want to focus on the 
emotional side of things. But I, I, I'm going to talk about the positive really quick, and I'll let you guys have it. And the fact that Chris Jericho was able to do something that no one was ever to do, and I'm pretty sure they had a lot with also getting all these people in the same room. But not only just that, for him to get David and um, what's the, what's the name again? Sandra, thank you. David and Sandra to talk after they have not talked ever since the tragedy that happened. Even when Sandra reached out to the Benoit family and they pretty much um, declined to want to speak to her after the two of them were parallel to being victimized by this, completely being blackballed by the world. Uh, the fact that he was able to bring them two together and rekindle everything after all this time is is truly priceless to me. And it's the happy bow tie at the end of such a really, I don't even know the word for it, but just the really emotionally driven um, two hours of, of, of footage and testimony from it. It's, it's, it's a lot, but it was really cool that Jericho was able to bring them two together and for them to um, get back into watching wrestling together and getting out together and everything and being able to chat. I think that's uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Jericho getting Sandra Tuffaloni and David Benoit together again is the 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 only remote silver lining or <laughs> maybe good thing that comes out of the end of this two hours of a show. Um, let me put it to you this way: as someone who was very familiar with this case and followed it very closely when it unfolded and knew all the grisly details going into it, that made no difference. Having that whole story laid out again is very tough to go through, even after all these years. And what the first thing that kind of took me for a curve was a large part of the first portion of the documentary focuses on the death of Eddie Guerrero. And that plays a large role in the picture of what happened with Benoit. It's obviously a very, the, I would say the pivotal point in his life that sends him into this spiral. Once who watches documentary, there's no doubt about that from everybody involved. Um, the way I've always looked at this situation and seeing the whole documentary just really framed it again for me was Eddie Guerrero's death was an absolute tragedy, a just horrible situation and just heartbreaking in so many ways from his story of recovery and getting his life back together and reaching the pinnacle of his profession and finally getting it all right. And then having it all taken away and how it just devastated Vicky as we found out, in this documentary that Nancy was a huge part of her getting through that. And I had no idea about that part. So that was some of the new information that was provided here that uh, Nancy Benoit had a huge part in helping her get through the death of Eddie Guerrero. Um, the difference to me between these two events is when Benoit, when everything happened with Benoit and his family, that over the course of that weekend and we found out that Monday night that was a tragedy and it was a punch to the gut when we found out and within hours it immediately descended into the most gigantic nightmare that you could imagine I mean the as you go through that documentary and they lay out every little bit of detail of what happened it's like it's so dark it's so just Pure, as Najir said, 
evil, just pure evil as far as what happened that weekend and just the amount of thought and the time that passed. It's it's rough. It's a rough watch that you really got to prepare yourself for. When I was done with it, I was like, my God, that was an amazing documentary. I absolutely can't say anything bad about it. It was handled incredibly well, incredibly well put together. I also never need to watch it ever again. And, and I, w- <laughs> I will quickly say, and from what Jericho said in interviews, it does not also need to be done no more. No. That, I think that's it. It's the that's, definitive that's piece it. on it. It's the definitive it, piece on it. Having Sandra Tuffaloni and David Benoit and Vicky, I think, the, those, those three and Chavo, have, having them, I think it's all the people who are closest to the situation that could speak on it. I can't think yeah. of anyone else that would have anything to add not that all. could really shed more light on it since you have the people that were living closest to him at the time. So, I mean, I can't recommend it enough, but even if you think you're prepared for it, oh. let me tell you, you're not. It's a yeah. tough watch. It's a tough watch. And I, I'll, I'll say this, and I know you want to get into Damien. One, one thing, like you said too, um, you know, Nancy and and Sandra's relationship. Excuse me, uh, Sandra and Vicky's relationship is just something I you just didn't even think to like really consider. So the other little wrench to that is also too is Vicky's and and Chris Wild's relationship, where you know. While she was also going through it, she also realized that Chris was going through it and how she had to kind of pull herself up to support him while he was going through it. That whole dynamic right there was a lot. It's a lot. And the most gloomy part about the whole thing is that Vicky was the one who introduced to Chris about writing his emotions out into that diary. Mm -hmm. And ever since he had that platform to do so, which is typically used as a positive thing for years, that he was writing, he was, I I don't even know what to say, but he was, he was writing. So I don't know. He was making plans. Like, okay, I can chime in with, with the with the journaling aspect because that's things I, I tell my clients to do all the time. And, and all of you know I work, you know, as a coach and a therapist. So when they brought up the journaling aspect about him channeling the events of Eddie's death and what he was going through in that journal, normally that would be a great release for someone. Uh, in Chris's case, this was almost a revisiting of the event every single time you write in that journal. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that he had the brain of almost a 90 year old. He couldn't process his emotions properly when journaling. So when he's reliving this psychologically, it's like Eddie's dying all over again every single day when he's writing in this, into this book. Now I'm not going to lie. I wasn't emotionally ready to watch this because as Will said, and as Najir said, the, the, the first half is just that Eddie Guerrero piece. And then you see how enmeshed Dean, Eddie and Chris were Chavo. And it's, Whoa, Whoa, this isn't just road buddies. These are brothers from another mother type stuff and how intertwined all of their relationships are and how the death of one affected the whole Mm -hmm. and how some were able to cope Dean and Chavo as best they could. Then you had Chris went the opposite direction and almost internalized 
Eddie's. I mean, you can go back and watch the Eddie Guerrero tribute show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the vignettes mm-hmm. that people filmed, Chris Benoit is the one that is openly distraught mm-hmm. worse than anybody else. Literally Absolutely. broke him. It literally yes. broke him completely. It's so clear see, watching this. And you can tell. And and as you continue to watch this this, this documentary, and it's, it's great, great work done all around, I'm more thinking this is what happens when you lose the person closest to you and you don't know how to cope. Mm-hmm. Add to that the pressures of being a WWE superstar. And again, preface, I, I don't condone any actions or anything like that. I'm just trying to make sense of the fact that here was a man who watched his best friend in the universe, who, who saw his best friend in the universe essentially die, mm-hmm. um, experience that loss. And not be able to proper properly process it until and I'm give Marcel a small little spoiler. There's a sit no. down <laughs> between a sit down between Chavo uh and um and Chris talking about just oh it's Chris Nowinski appears in the show. And if you remember Chris Nowinski, he's the guy now in you know pretty much heading up the CTE, you know, where Chris Benoit sits with Chris Nowinski to talk about concussions. Now, and I'll talk about this on the sports show a little bit more in detail. Concussions is the main reason, CT is the main reason I've pulled away from the NFL. And now just seeing all this play out, me watching this at home, I am bawling. I am sobbing at the loss of life. I am seeing a son without a father. I'm seeing a sister without a sister, family torn apart by an act. It's a real it's like watching a crime drama that happened to be a documentary. And even now talking about which you, I feel my, my, my blood pressure going up just because it's a lot to process. And for those who think, Oh, it's no big deal. It's just wrestling. Nah, this is life. This isn't wrestling. This is about life. And it's really hard to, to stomach. As, yeah. as I hear you guys talking about this, you know, I'm the only person who has not seen it yet. And I've told the guys before we went on air, as soon as we're done, I'm going to watch it. Like, literally, I have it queued up on YouTube right now on my TV, mm-hmm. you know, ready to go. Um, but the fact that as I'm listening, Damien, you said something that resonated with me. Like, all hearing all of you speak, when you guys were speaking, just given the background context of this this documentary the the image that was playing in my head while you guys were talking was everybody on the the, the stage when the the first brawl i think that happened right when eddie had passed mm-hmm. and everybody was up on this stage and you saw two people that had the biggest emotion well three of course were ray chavo and uh and chris benoit but mm-hmm. you really saw at that time chris benoit had the biggest emotion out of anybody um like literally he could it was like he tried to control the stuff but his emotions were uncontrollable and it's like i'm having that image as a preset to prepare myself and watching it um just thinking about the emotional story and like and like you said nigeria it, it started sh- uh, starting the segment even when you think you know the backstory and it's something else that goes on behind the scenes it's like man i really didn't realize what was going on and even after this COVID-19, this coronavirus is over, we're going to get a whole lot of documentaries about this time, and we're really going to 
dig deep about what's going on, like thinking about what Carl Anthony Towns is going through right now. We mm-hmm. thinking about what other athletes are going through, like because even though they're putting on those those Twitter messages or those Instagram messages, hey, we're good, we're fine, and they're trying to throw pictures, but it really may be some things that they're not talking about that we may not understand until it gets to that backstory. Um, so it's just going to be really interesting just to sit down and process this. I'm very excited about it. Um, I think it's going to be much deeper than the Aaron Hernandez story that we saw as far as uh, the type of parallels that you get with having that deep backstory. But it just shows that life is real. And even going back to, you know, Jordan and Jonathan, you have to take these moments for what they are and, and enjoy life for what it is and then try to see what you can do to be the best out of it. it regardless of, you know, what's really the tone of the, the, the story, a good documentary is a good documentary. And that's yep. um, something that they were able to really – uh, put together and it had a lot of authenticity to it for the people and parties involved. Yep. And um, it does have uh, it, it, it's, it's an appreciation to it because it's sort of that backstory that you kind of as a fan of the sport that you kind of wanted to know, put all the speculations to bed. What happened? Yep. You know, and, you know, check it out, people. I don't want to emphasize too much on it because we're definitely running over our time. It's definitely both episodes on vice. Uh, episode two excuse me it's it's episode one but it's a two hour special mm-hmm. episode yep. two is going to be new yeah. jack new jack that's right so Tuesday. yep yeah so guns are blazing because uh they're not letting off the gas pedal with with these stories so um definitely stay tuned and what else they're gonna have this season forget uh they're forget doing everybody. owen hart they're yeah. gonna do um jimmy Jimmy the murder Jimmy Snuka and which will center around the murder of his uh, girlfriend Nancy Argentino the death of Owen Hart Deep. um Deep. Ooh, that Owen Hart might be even better worse than yeah, I think Owen Hart Probably I think it's the what they're closing Hart. the season with if I remember right uh there's a bunch there's it's 10 episodes this season so there's there's a, there's a lot coming uh the murder of Dino Bravo is going to be in there which is a straight up mob hit so that one I'm that's the one I'm hoping they really uncover some stuff on because we really don't know a lot about it. But just to give a little teaser, man was killed in his living room, uh, execution style, riddled with bullets in his Barker lounger. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a mob hit. So mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. that's one I'm really looking forward to when they get to Dino mm-hmm. Bravo. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, yeah, I think I think that will do it for tonight. Show it's definitely a special night, and um, you know, as we started to show off, with, we're hoping everyone's doing their best coping with the time. Uh, definitely keep the positivity floating out there, especially in the internet wrestling community. Support your friends, however you can, or your favorite fan favorite excuse me fans <laughs> the ones that you are fans of by any means even if you don't have anything tutorial to be able to do like jordan said likes sus- uh subscriptions uh, all the all the free stuff that you do retweets all that helps um because who knows when the end of this is coming and uh as a closing remarks for the show, cut them checks, baby, because we need those. <laughs> and, and, and listen to Jordan Grace and wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> for episode 263, we're out, and we'll catch you guys next week.